Hey, it's Bob Harper, and you are listening to Girls Gone Wild. So you guys just heard uh, who did the introduction for the podcast, and I'm trying very hard not to freak out right now. This is episode 233. What are we even doing? What is this room? What is life? <laughs> who are you? Who am I? I Joyce, will say I'm really proud of you. You kept it together. You, I did. You only fangirled for like a second. Yeah. I, 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 I could I, sense you feel it like holding it together. Yeah. And then, then at the end when he did, this is Bob Harper, and you're listening yeah. to Girls God Wild, I was just like, my life can be done now this is great (laughs) so this episode uh obviously is the dream episode of my life where a couple weeks ago claire and i were asked the question of like who do you want to have on the podcast and everyone and we knew that this was going to happen so we didn't say bob harper we should have just like throw people off but everyone's like i can't believe you didn't mention bob harper so we already had him scheduled for the podcast sandy mom sandy Everyone just take a moment and clap. I don't care where you are, but give a round of applause to Mom Sandy. Um, you could be driving. Please keep your hands on the wheel. Just like just bat the wheel. Send out a whoop. <laughs> so Mom Sandy. Raise the roof if you're, if you're driving. <laughs> Mom Sandy uh, has been in pursuit of Bob Harper for a long, long time. And so we were really fortunate that um, with the uh, debut of his new book, The Super Carb Diet, we were able to get on sort of his press circuit to yeah. promote his new book, but also just to talk about his heart attack recovery, his new approach to CrossFit, you know, the different ways that he's been thinking about fitness and diet and life ever since his heart attack. And um, it, he's just the nicest he's person. He's so easy to talk to. And I didn't expect anything different, but I just feel like me being so nervous, I was of course, like wanting to like throw up right before the interview. But like the second we started talking, he's just the nicest person. We get to see his little doggies on camera and they're just adorable. Um, we hope you guys like this interview. We're going to, uh, I know you're going to love it because we loved talking to him and we will be posting the link to purchase his book, um, on all of our social media. So make sure you go support that link. Um, that will be a specific girls gone one Amazon link that you can also support the podcast by buying Bob's new book. I highly recommend it. I've read the book. It's fantastic. It's kind of everything that I've been looking for in my life right now, as far as like balance and just not subscribing to one crazy diet. So I highly recommend this. I trust Bob with my whole heart because the guy knows his stuff and he's been around the block with diet and fitness. And then um, on top of everything else with what he's gone through over the past year, you just cannot, um, there's there's nothing that kind of can replace the knowledge that he's gained over um, the past 25, 30 years, and then especially with his heart attack. So please enjoy this episode um, and let us know what you think. We love Bob Harper, and we thank him for um, spending time with us. And of course, Sandy, for making this happen. This was the best Christmas gift <laughs> that she could give us, and uh, we love her very much. Do you hear me? Yeah. Oh, whoa. You're like, Ooh. you're in stereo. Stereo. Yeah, you sound good, too. I love, oh, good. I love the AirPods. I use them 
all the time. I feel like I lost mine I, immediately. You what? I lost mine immediately. You used? You had some? For, yeah, they came oh. with my phone. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> I can't believe you lost Wait. them. They're like. Your phone didn't come with the no. no, like the package that I like my it came with like a package that included the not those not the AirPods the little yeah the little earbuds that don't have the cord what it didn't no, it didn't come with it but like I bought it all in a package together oh and you lost and them then already? I immediately lost sorry them. Bob we're just yeah <laughs> I no, didn't know this about her <laughs> um, am I in the dark can you see me okay you're a little dark but like we're not doing if you're comfortable in the dark we're totally fine with that we're not like recording what. So wait, you can't see? <gasps> oh, is that Carl or Vivian? That's Vivian. Oh, there you hi, go. Bobby. Now you're in the light. Stop. Hi, hi Pooches. Isn't, isn't she the cutest thing She's in the world? So cute. And you I mean, just rescued like, her recently, right? I did. It's like it's like that. Um, what's um, sing <laughs> the, the line? Uh, uh, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna cuddle her. <laughs> oh. How how does um how does she and Carl get along? Are they besties? Oh god. They love each other. By the way, Carl is oh, Carl. Do you see him laying right there. Carl. Oh. Hi Carl. Yeah. He's like, don't bother totally, me, bud. You're gonna yeah. oh I love dogs so much. I have a lab that we didn't bring in the room because he would just be like up in the camera the whole time. Uh, um did she uh, get her sweater on okay? Because I, I saw your post earlier where you're like she won't she won't deal with the sweater. I'm okay. I'm not kidding you. It's her kryptonite. <laughs> she has been sitting. She's sitting at my side right now. She she won't leave my side. Um, normally she'd be running around this this apartment like a mad woman, and um, she just. She doesn't move with it on. It's no. so weird. She becomes like a statue. She's like she is. She's like a statue. And you pick her up and she like just doesn't move. <laughs> and I will say that um, I like the fact that you know she's not like uh, terrorizing the Christmas presents under the tree because yeah. there you go. She does it. That's important. It's like a thunder shirt. Oh yeah, like a thunder vest. <laughs> my tell me about a thunder shirt. So my my lab needs one because he gets really nervous when th thunder happens and so we get a lot of thunderstorms in summer in Colorado. And it basically just wraps them and so it feels it's like, just a, like hug. a hug. It's a tight shirt yeah. that provides like it's a like little bit of pressure. You just velcro it around them and it's, it's just supposed to like hug them. It's the same concept as like a weighted blanket for children for on the spectrum. Mhm. Mm yeah, a, a I mean, it's you're thing. supposed to do it before they get nervous because it's supposed to calm <laughs> them before that happens. But yeah. like, when when can we really predict like when thunder's going to happen? So it's hit or miss with that. But um, I was in New York recently this past weekend. My husband and I were in the city. <laughs> we went to see Beck live at some oh, really wow. amazing, really small venue, in which like I felt kind of cool. It was in an art gallery, and it was like some Hilton special, but. That's uh, cool. We got there when all that snow was happening, which was kind of pretty. Oh, the tr yeah, yeah the, the snow. The, it was a great snow. Um, which FYI, we live in Colorado, yeah. and we broke a heat record oh. yesterday. You did? Yeah, yeah. it was sixty-eight degrees. It's, yeah, it's it was kind of nutty, but it was kind of okay. I we might have been. I think we were staying. We were staying um, kind of by the World Trade Center, and. Mm -hmm. um, are people like hesitant to walk around in the snow when it gets cold out, or we were were we just like in a weird area because there was like no one out at night? We're like, where is uh, everyone? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not uh, that's not normal because like uh, I was out that night and it was just like every place is packed. Okay, like, I'm in Chelsea. Yeah, and like in the village, like I was in the village that night, and I mean there's just 
people everywhere. Yeah. Okay. We were just like, are we, is this just a weird snow thing? Because we felt like we were in this alternate universe because we've been in the city before. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. New York uh, doesn't stop because of the weather. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. We were a little concerned. We're like, what is going on? Did everyone just disappear? Is the world ending? <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> um, Bob, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited. We're like holding, I'm trying to hold it together. I think... Joy is very, I mean, not that we're both not excited, but Joy is especially. Oh, well, I'm glad that that it worked out. And uh, you guys moved it up a little early for me. Is that what what I heard? Well, yeah, we both work uh, full-time jobs. So we're like, let's get out of work early. (laughs) And we we made it happen. But um, we really appreciate it. I'm glad I was able to get you out of work early. Yeah, totally. Thank you. You're like a doctor. You're welcome. I'm I'm sorry. You're welcome. (laughs) I have an appointment with Bob. I have yeah, to go. I gotta go. Um, but yeah, we uh, were very excited. I met you at the games like two and a half years ago. Um, was it that long ago? It was. It was two games what? ago. So oh, it was the Carson. last one that was in Carson. And I just remember. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Bring it back. I love Carson. Bring it back to Carson. Were you in? Ma- you weren't in Madison. You didn't go to the Madison one, right? I wasn't able to go this past year. It was my first time missing um, a games in. Gosh. I don't know, seven years maybe? Yeah. Six years? I don't know. It was, it like, was okay. It was okay. Uh, I, I miss there's, Carson. There's I some just, kinks. There's some kinks, but we'll let, we'll let Dave Castro figure that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll let, it's just, you I'll, know. I'll let Dave know that, um, what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. When you, when you <laughs> We always joke that the CrossFit van's going to pull up and when we talk bad about CrossFit. Right. We don't talk bad. We, just, we give feedback. Right. And then, I mean, we've met Greg, Greg Glassman. He's been on the show. We've been to his house. Like I think we're safe with him, but... But Dave, you never know. Dave, you never know. <laughs> Dave, you never know. <laughs> um, so this is pretty amazing. <gasps> Thank you. You got a copy of it. I sure did. <laughs> We're pretty That's special. Awesome. Pretty special, Bob. Um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna. I want to um, start our interview reading. In. Let's do it. An excerpt. <clears throat> Story time. No, I just I want to start with this because I feel like this just struck me in the heart, right in the feels when I was reading it. And um, I think it just really captures so much of what you're trying to get across. And I just want you to know too, like how much this hit home, um, just as far as like what you went through. Um, so you're talking about your heart attack. You lead with the book, uh, your story of, of what happened. And then you're talking about when you left the hospital and you said, when I finally did get to leave the hospital, all I could do was rest. The first time I left the house, I thought I would be able to go for a walk around the block to get some fresh air. I made it halfway before I had to turn back and get home. Me, the fitness guy who works out every day, could not walk around the block without getting winded or dizzy. It was a humbling experience, to say the least. Humbling and tough. Speaking of tough, did I mention that I developed pneumonia during my hospital stay? I was in constant pain. The pneumonia had me coughing, and my chest was still so tender from the CPR. Um, that was performed on me. The chest pain was tough, but I thank God that I was around to experience that pain. The next couple of months after my heart attack, when I was home recovering, were very emotional. I battled depression, which won the fight on most days. My heart gave up on me, repeated in my head. Rationally, I knew this was crazy, but I couldn't stop it. My heart had been pumping away in my chest without any problem for years. It kept me running around as a kid all the way through my adulthood. It beat perfectly as I worked on a farm all these long, hot summers of my youth. I spent endless nights dancing at concerts and dance clubs without any problems. 
My heart swelled as, as I fell in love and survived brutal breakups throughout my 51 years. It even helped me through countless agonizing workouts. But on February 12th, 2017, it just stopped. And just how you talked so oh much God, about like how, um, how you talk about that, of like that moment for you when you had your heart, heart attack and all the things that have happened since then and your realizations of um, like trusting your heart again. Can you just talk a little bit about that process? Yeah. Uh, it's been a crazy year. And um, when you were reading that, um, that part of the book, it really, um, it really touched me <laughs> because I, I, I just went right back to that place. And I remember exactly how I felt and that, that just that kind of mantra that was in my head for the better part of um, the first several months, and that is, my heart gave up on me, and uh, it it's been a it's been a year of building a relationship again with my heart. I mean, you know, we've all done CrossFit and we've done all these workouts that are made to just push us so hard, and it's like that's what I just love. That's what I that's why I fell in love with CrossFit. I fell in love with CrossFit because. I would go. I went to a gym and I got my ass handed to me, and I was just like, "Sign me up! Give me more mm-hmm. of this!" And um, I wasn't able to do that, and I wasn't able to do any kind of workout like that. And I was actually, when I got cleared to go through my cardiac rehab, um, working out scared me, and that was. Um, that was a real big challenge for me to like get back to being in the gym and and trusting my heart that it wasn't going to stop on me. And um, that's I, I I started going back to the gym where I had my heart attack, and I was having and I didn't really really share this with many people except my closest support group, and I was just like, I'm never going to be able to go here again. Yeah. Like I, I really thought that this place that has always been my safe place, the place that my friend, you know, I meet, I met all my friends. It was social. I, I would have workouts. It was like I went to the gym every day. Yeah, it was like what I did. Yeah, I remember and, seeing all uh, your workouts and your posts, and like every single day, it was like, what is Bob I, doing? Yeah, yeah, I was there all the time, and uh, I, I was just like, kind of walking around thinking I'm never going to be able to um, feel safe here again. And, uh, and I'm building, I have been building this relationship with myself and my heart. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot better than it was. So the, I I can't imagine like the day, you know, when you're starting to work out again, what are the doctors telling you and encouraging you? Like what is going through your mind? Uh, well, my doctors were real um uh, uh strict with me because they knew me and they knew kind of how uh my uh mentality was when it comes to working out and I, I remember just thinking all i was able to do was walk first like that's all i couldn't do anything other than walk and um so let me tell you i walked and uh it was a it was a challenge because Friends wanted to walk with me. And imagine this. Um, 
I got to where I didn't want to walk with anyone because I couldn't walk fast. And uh, it, it, I would have to tell them, you know, you're going to have to slow down. And like that just didn't make me feel good. And so all I, I just had Carl at the time. It was just the two of us. And it was the two of us walking in New York and then eventually going through cardiac rehab. Um, that was what I was able to do. And then when I started talking to my doctors about like, okay, you know, what what else can I do? And they really kept me um, kept me at arm's length of um, of of my workouts. And uh, they just said, you know, this is all we want you to do. And when I was able to do yoga, which I always hated yoga, yeah, I never did. I, she just like I just <laughs> you know, yoga just was never for me. And but they let me do that. And let me tell you, there's a place in my neighborhood. I would just go there. And um, and do that, I, but I always did exactly what my doctors told me. Uh, and then when it was time for me to kind of step back into my CrossFit gym, you know, I was so out of shape. I was just, uh, it, it was just all so hard. And the psychology behind it all, where I was like, I didn't, I felt like my heart. Uh, it's taken a long time. It's taken like this year. That oh my gosh. So are you? Like, where are you at with CrossFit right now? I guess your relationship with it, and how do you view it? Um, gosh, I mean, CrossFit, because I've had so many people, so many people that don't know, uh, <laughs> that don't know anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are like, oh my God, you shouldn't do CrossFit, and like, you know, some idiot, there was somebody that will go nameless, she's such an idiot. Um, and thinks she knows everything, um, but you know she 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 said publicly that um, you know CrossFit had you know a lot to do with um, what had happened to me, and well, I was just course, like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, how dumb are you? Um, <laughs> so my relationship with with CrossFit is still, I love it. I, I still love it so much, and like this la- this past year. Um, I wasn't able to do the open, but like I posted pictures of me like being able to like judge people because I just needed to be yeah. back in that world. Yeah, you know, I just wanted I wanted to I I wanted to like see it and like it was really hard and it was really humbling because I was like I want to try that you know that workout and I wasn't able to do any of them yeah and and that's why like that's in if you want to know the uh, the the complete truth i thought that it was going to be too hard for me to go to the uh, to the games because you know dave invited me like he does every year and i have like um friends and i was just like i think it's just like i wasn't mentally strong enough yeah to uh to go to like go and not be in the same place you were the year before yeah like mentally yeah. and physically yeah yeah and it was just like I, the last thing I wanted to do was go to the CrossFit Games and just be like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, just and, like, just be yeah, totally. I've been super emotional. Like you almost made me start crying. Like you know, and when you were reading that part of the book, it's okay. We we can deal with emotions. <laughs> Claire, not yeah. so much. Joy's a therapist. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a therapist, so I can I can handle that. Um, <laughs> can you talk? Okay, so let's talk about the book. So the super carb diet, which I have to say, when I saw the title, oh. What? No, I was gonna, I was just gonna say because I wanted to finish yeah. just my, my thoughts about like um, where I am with CrossFit, and so now I have 
my um, one of my really good friends who's a CrossFit um, fanatic, and he was with me the day I had my heart attack, and he has he's gone through PTSD because he was there with me um, when it happened, and so every time we would uh, be working out, like I was uncomfortable, he was watching me, and he was just like so worried that we started doing these workouts just the two of us and it was great because um we we we've been programming them um i've gotten uh, you know strength back and confidence and so um you know so i'm doing these crossfit workouts with a longer time domain because my doctors want me to be working um not not doing those like crazy uh spiked heart rate type workouts i've just been kind of staying like in a 60 to 70 percentile and um they've been feeling really good yeah. and, and my confidence is back which is super important yeah so i'm curious if you've ever had a time in your life before where your body didn't do what you asked of it like have you always you know i know that you obviously have a very well-known athletic background like is this the first time where you've really had to hold yourself back or where like when you're describing not even be able to walk with your friends. That is some a, an experience that I can really relate to because I'm a very slow person. Like I am a very slow runner. Um, and I can even relate a little bit to you talking about that, you know, that trust in your body. Just, I went through a, a mm-hmm. kind of like traumatic, um, birth experience. And it was a similar refrain in my mind of like, my body di- didn't do what it was supposed to do. My body gave up on me. And, uh-huh. but it's specifically talking about like, you know, it was, when you started walking again in like that kind of embarrassment of like, I don't want to be the one holding up my friends. Well, is this the first time that you've gone through that feeling? Um, to this extent? Yes. I mean, and when you use the word embarrassment, like that really rings true for me. Okay. I, um, I was embarrassed. I was also, um, I was just embarrassed about the situation. I was embarrassed when I, um, woke up, two days later in the hospital and there were friends and family there. And I was just like, Oh my God, people from LA flew here. And like, what happened to me? And I was just, I was just, it was just so overwhelming. And then like fast forward to going into these, these new workouts. And that's why I've been so public about my recovery. And that's why I've been in the beginning posting me doing my stress test, posting me doing burpees. I mean, like it's super humbling, but what I found is that the CrossFit community especially was just welcoming welcoming me with open arms. You know, like they were just they were cheering me on the the whole way and it was just like it was so great and that's why I was just like I'm going to love and do somehow do uh, my version of CrossFit for the rest of my life. (laughs) I think it's interesting too, to like, you know, for somebody like you, who's so public with your athleticism and with your health to be in a situation like this and to give those people who are not inherently healthy, somebody to look at and be like, wow, you know, this is That's what I was going to say, right? I can relate to this kind of, whether you're literally recovering from a heart attack or recovering from being in a, a, a point in your life where all you can do is just get up and go to the bathroom and that takes the wind out of you. Right. Like we wouldn't exactly. wish this on anyone, obviously, but now so many people, so many more people I think can relate to you from going through a hardship and mm-hmm. uh, recovering from that and be and inspiring people to go, well, you know, before obviously Bob's a badass. Bob like has everything dialed in and 
again, not that we would wish this on anyone, but because you've gone through this, now people are like, whoa, what is my excuse? Like, yeah, Bob was dead. Like he (laughs) came back to life and that's just exactly speechless. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, that's why, uh, I, I had to, I had to find a way to trust my body again. And, uh, and even though it wasn't, it, it hasn't been able to do the things that it used to do. Um, I have to be okay with that because, you know, what other choice is there? Yeah. We so, talk a lot about focusing on longevity and having that be the foundation for, you know, what you're going towards and rather than, you know, none of us are, well, none of us in this room are going to the CrossFit games, right. <laughs> you know, or anything like that. And so why are we training? Like, that's what we're trying to do. Why are we beating ourselves up when re- in reality, what sh- we should be focusing on is, you know, being 90 years old and being able to still do the things we want to do and live independently. And 100%, like that's, you know, that's what functional training is all about at, at, at its core. You know, day, uh, uh, Greg Glassman talks about, uh, you know, squatting. We should all be able to like, you know, sit in the chair, get yourself back up. You know, it's like you should be able to lie down on the ground and, and stand back up. I mean, a burpee is a metaphor for life. I mean, yeah. right. So yeah. it's, uh, that's why uh, I want to want to be able to like get that functional movement and carry it with me for the rest of my life. Has this changed the way that you think about your goals and what your, what role fitness plays in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, being the you know being the fitness guy being the guy that uh you know was there to inspire people and uh, and 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 help people you know that was taken away from me like i wasn't able to to go to the gym and when i was eventually able to go to the gym i i was so uncomfortable and scared that i didn't want to be in that gym so all of a sudden i went through this major identity crisis i was like who am i mm-hmm. if i'm not if I'm not Bob Harper, you know, the, the coach and trainer, like who the fuck am I? And, uh, and that's, that's kind of where I've been and realized that, uh, I had this thing. Um, I was honored at the American heart association several months ago and, um, they gave me a cape because one thing that I had said, um, is that, I'll, I feel like I'm never going to like, I felt like I was Superman in a way, like before the heart attack. Cause I was like, I love being able to say I'm 51 years old and yeah, I can do CrossFit and I, I'm doing all this stuff and it was so great. And then it all changed. So I found myself saying one day in a, a, a really tough day, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to be Superman again. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to be. And they gave me this cape, and they were like, "You're always going to be Superman to us." And I thought that was—I thought that was so amazing. I have that cape in my closet right now, <laughs> and, so, and, I, and sometimes I need to put it on and swing around. The oh apartment. my god! I hope you do with your dogs as your like little sidekicks. Yeah, in... like some little Superman underoos <laughs> yeah. and just totally <laughs> so amazing. I think it's interesting you say that too. Like we've had a lot of folks on our show who were former games athletes or, and you know, that is a similar refrain of like the day that I got injured or the day that I decided to stop competing, whatever that catalyst was, the, the similar stories, like, and suddenly I didn't know who I was. If I'm not the games athlete, if I'm not the girl with the abs, if I'm not X, Y, Z, then who am I? Right. 
And we've also, we've had a couple of um, eating disorder experts on the show who really say like, you know, you need to, you're more than just one thing. Like yeah. you're not just your you're shoulders. You're not your abs. Yeah, you're not your abs. You're not right. your shoulders. Like focus on all these other things that you are, but it is interesting even still like, you know, for somebody like you, like your whole career was built around this persona. Yeah. And then to kind of... But I have to evolve into I have that. to say, like, as you were saying, I, I'm, my guess is you've arrived at this point of, of knowing that you are so much stronger now, um, and, or maybe you haven't, but I hope that you know that, is, is that you are so much more relatable. I can see the change. I can, I can feel the vibes of your Instagram change. I know that you post so much more about the meaningful things of life. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's so much more relatable to people and you've always had an impact, a huge reach. And I just feel like the, the piece that you said about my identity being taken away from me, I, you know, or at least it's morphing into something different. What I feel when you were saying that was like, oh, heck no, like that just makes you even more of an amazing inspiration. And so that's I, I think just from someone on the outside that like you've you don't have a relationship with who just kind of sees you from afar just know that there's a lot of people out there watching your journey going whoa I feel this and your your ener- the energy you're putting out is felt in a huge way of like the I remember one of your first posts um, where I could start to feel it was like you're really like not sweating the little things and or even the big yeah. things like you're just focused on your family and your friends. And I can't imagine just like in the spotlight that you're in, how hard that has to be or like a shift of just like you're probably have one foot in each world of like you kind of have to be in the Hollywood world and then mm-hmm. the real world. I don't know. That just that would be. Yeah, it's it's interesting. First of all, thank you for saying that because that like um, that means a lot to me. So um, I really appreciate that. Um, I I find that when I say I don't want to sweat the big things or the small things anymore. Uh, I it's one of those things that you almost have to like really teach yourself because we all get so wrapped up in um, in in life and the and the things and you know who am I if I'm not the 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 girl with the abs like you were saying you know who am I if I'm not like that 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 fit guy with you know. The, the you know single digit body fat right like, you or know, can like, like deadlift all the, five million pounds yeah right yeah and like my whole thing was when I had my heart attack I realized that life can go like that and just like in a blink of an eye it can all be gone so it's like what I was gonna be I'm gonna be that guy with a six pack and in a casket like I don't need to worry about. Yeah that so much anymore and like you know and that's really hard and that's something that you got you got to kind of teach yourself because if you've been so much about the physical for so long it's it's like a muscle you gotta you gotta train it so i'm like you know what when i'm on instagram and i see you know uh like everything yeah yeah just like doing things i'm sitting there going Oh my God! Is that is that even possible? These these gymnasts and these athletes—I mean, just the, what they can do—I'm just like, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With my workout. Yeah. I always say I'm not trying to break any records. Yeah. 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 
So I do want to, okay, so can we talk about the book now? Um, yeah. I, I, was, the, was the inspiration from some of the doctor's advice? Tell me about what the inspiration came from. God, the inspiration came from um, several people. It was like um, with, I, I, was, I was so fortunate to get to work with um, and work with so many fantastic doctors. Dean Ornish, yeah. Dr. Oz, um, but then I got a whole other spectrum of people. Um, Nick Shaw from um, RP Strength, yeah. who I just love, and um, a, another good friend of mine, Kariana. She, uh, you know, people w- with their their count their macro counting, and so um, and then I had to relearn my diet all over again because my diet had to change uh, after my heart attack, and um, so I was just kind of piecing together what my diet um, needed to be and um, according to my doctors and and how things were going to um, make me feel good again and uh, and and that's why I was going through a bit of a um, battle on my Instagram uh, when I started eating um, vegetarian like I was you know my doctors for a while were just like you know we want you to go completely vegetarian uh, vegan and that's really hard um and uh, and of course the the vegans out there are just like hold oh they're just bob's one of us now yeah (laughs) they're so intense and i'm just like you know i'm not i'm not one of you and i'm like like, i'm just following doctor's orders yeah i'm like reluctant but like i wanted to write a book um, after this called the reluctant vegetarian because you know i i I didn't want to be but like following more of a mediterranean style and kind of like um putting a balance back on my um my plate that's where the super carb diet um came up with uh, where i came up with it because what i wanted to do was find balance i wanted to find balance in my my own life um and i wanted to bring balance into um into my nutrition and that's where that's where it all it all came from and and i think a lot of people were like wait is this a um you know is this a heart attack um, diet book or is this a vegetarian I'm like no like there's the, I don't eat red meat anymore because under my doctor's um, guidance but like in the book there's recipes for bison burgers you know it's like you know it, it's not about like how I have to eat completely it's how I'm trying to get other people to um, put balance on their plate which I so appreciate because Claire and I talk a ton about all the diet trends. We get all a lot of our listeners are females, and so they are always jumping on the latest diet trend. Yep. And all the history that you have, and all of the people you've trained, I guess seen it all from yeah, the, yeah, the cabbage I, soup I've diet, seen it all. everything. Yeah. And so I, I had a me, roommate in college once who only ate pineapple. Yeah. So I feel like when I saw this book, I was like, oh good we're coming back to like a touchstone of of balance of not being like now let's everyone put a bazillion pounds of butter on everything and like shove a bunch of meat in our face i mean i i just feel like this to me like brings us back to center yeah after reading it it's like this is a good center like everyone just come on back from your crazy diet and just come back to center just eat some food yeah yeah it's like you know don't be afraid don't be afraid of carbs for you know Carbs aren't going to be making you fat. It's just, you know, the types of carbs that people are eating or the people that really got on the bandwagon of um, the, the, um, you know, the Atkins style diet, you know, cutting out all carbs. Like, 
you know, I, I've done those diets. I know yeah. that those diets work, but like what I find is that they're not, it's much harder to sustain that. Like, I don't want to go through the rest of my life not having um, pasta or, or bread. That's exactly <laughs> why I was like, this is sustainable. Like, this is just bringing back to balance. This is not some, like, dogmatic secret, like, you know, Bob's secret diet everybody's going to jump on. Yeah. It's like, this is such a good piece of information for people to just stop being crazy. Well, and like, I want to stop being yeah. crazy. I want to go back to, to, like, what you were saying about, you know, are you going to be that perfect body in the casket of, like, if push comes to shove – what really matters? Is it whether or not you balanced your macros yesterday? Like, is that going to be the last, oh, your last no. dying moment being like, I went over <laughs> on my carbs. <laughs> like, I know. And then I hope not. You know, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, is that going to yeah, be what you're that. spending your days worrying about? I love when you, <laughs> in the book, you said, um, you're referencing the keto diet and you're like, I don't want to pee on a stick. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to pee on a stick for my diet. <laughs> I know. I remember, like, because I've done all the, I've done them all, and I remember just being like, okay, well, let me get, let me, let me see if I'm in ketosis. Hold, you know, hold on, let me grab my stick and go pee on it. I'm like, really? <laughs> this feels like a little, like a little bitch. Um, and we've done it too. I, I mean, was on that. Uh, we've all done it. Yeah. It's like I, I was on that bandwagon. Like every morning, I was getting up and I was just like making my coffee with you know coconut oil and 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 ghee. And like, and I loved it. Yeah, I it's loved delicious. It. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, and like, delicious. Yeah, we've we've done. Well, Joy hasn't done keto, but I've done just about everything out there: paleo, zone, macros, keto, all the. Well, I should say all the things that live in the CrossFit world. I haven't. I, Joy yep. used to be vegan, but I'm not. I I love meat so much. Um, and cheese, though, is really yeah, the problem. Cheese is cheese um, is important. But Can I I just think I like that idea of coming bringing it back to center. We've been talking about that a lot, and I think. You know, we also like to make the caveat of like, there are certain, there's a time and place for certain ways to eat. But when you're thinking about, once again, mm. that goal of longevity, then, then really, you know, hopefully that will reframe the, once again, like, is, longevity. do you want your dying thought to be like, I went over on my fat macros? Yeah. And I, and I think that also people have to realize, uh, you, people have gotten into that, uh, that heavy fat eating diet and uh i i i just really think if you find a balance there i i don't think we should be eating so much fat uh, and it's just like or at least for me it just doesn't work and uh you know it's like i feel better yeah so like the key things that um really your takeaways from the people that you've learned from are what like Nick Shaw, like what are the ones where they're just like the ahas or the doctors, Dr. Ornish, Dr. Oz, what are the ones where you're like, okay, this is the real deal. I'm like these are the experts. Me. Like, cause I'm also really sick of everyone just hanging a shingle, calling themselves a diet coach. Um, right. Like what are they saying? And, and you, you're an expert. I think that, um, I think what we've all come, uh, come to realize and, and you said it too. It's like, we're kind of like pressing the reset button on, um, on people and, and what they've been doing uh, and realizing that uh, it's not about finding some like quick fix fad type thing that you're going to, uh, you know, have the body that you have always wanted. And then when you go back to the way you used to eat, you know, you're, you're going to lose it all. What, like what I want to try to get people to do and what I've learned from all the people that I've worked with 
and encountered is balancing out your food again, realizing that don't don't think that carbs are gonna um, are are a bad thing. Don't think that um, you've got to rely on one macronutrient to do um, the job of um, all the other ones. If you just start looking at your food, it, it, almost like like medicine. I don't like saying that sometimes, but I think that I can say it with you guys because you understand that. But like your food should be your medicine, and um, you you want to put good medicine in you um, to get the benefits, and that's how you look down at that plate and you go. Okay, where's my protein? Where's my fat? Where's my carb? Where are my vegetables? Every single meal, and it just—that's what I—that's what I learned from all the people that I worked with. And I think that you know, saying food is medicine, I think that that's an appropriate analogy in the sense that traditionally, when we think about medicine, that's what brings us to health. And so, if you think about it that way, it's like use it in the same way that you would use something that's supposed to get you back to being healthy. It's right. supposed to move you from sickness into health. Yeah. That's right. I there was one um, one chef and person that um, I actually read her book, uh, but I didn't talk about her in this book. But I loved it. It's like she Ayurvedic. Um, she's an Ayurvedic chef, and like like her food and um, her meals just were blowing me away. They were wonderful. Like I mean, it's like there's something to be said, and like that's. She was the one that kind of like put that in my head about like um, food should be your medicine, and I, and I just love that. I just thought it just it sounded so good, but I knew it would scare like you know certain some people. So what would the what would you say to someone who because I know there's a lot of people out there that are like well I'm going to stick to this because I'm like a diehard paleo or I'm a diehard keto or and I'm a diehard whatever and I feel good doing this because you felt good on your diet beforehand yeah so what would you say to someone who's like kind of on the fence about doing any changes if well, they feel I good that, um, yeah and, and I think I, I guess I've just always had that that mentality of wanting to learn I want to learn all the time yeah you know, it's like sitting and talking to the two of you right now, like I get to, like I get to experience something new. We've never really had a, a conversation before. So it's like, I'm always learning and I'm like, I, I, I'm a sponge. So I, I've never been someone that's so set in, in my ways. And so like, sometimes you want to reach those people and say, come on, I know you're, you, you feel good about this, but don't you want to just see what what's behind door number two you know don't you don't you want to just like just try something else and like maybe you feel really good right now maybe you'll feel better maybe you'll feel worse and go you know what i tried this and let me go back to it but like i, I it goes back and i sound like oprah winfrey um, when i say this like you know like i love bread like, <laughs> you know i love bread and uh and I guess it's just. I like, do too. It, it, I love bread. Right, and, and it's just being able to. Um, it just made. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I like that. I, it's like carbs are carbs um, are there for a reason. They are a fuel source for the body. And I think carbs got a really bad rap when um, people were just like putting crappy carbs. Um, on their plate, and then overeating from um, the lack of nutrient uh, nutrients in the food, and then they started gaining body fat and, and and didn't feel good, and and for whatever reason, you know, it's like being able to clean all that up again. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's you know, unfortunately and sadly, carbs. Go eat carbs doesn't mean go eat a bag of tortilla chips. No, 
Although, That's right. Although nachos are delicious. Which is so sad. Uh, nachos is one of my favorite foods. Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. But, but, What's but not you're exactly right. Yeah. I know, because people are like, oh, um, Bob, you're putting cars back on my plate, so that means, what, I can have, like, I don't know, pretzels right. or crappy cereal? I'm like, no. That is That's not, not what, what I, I said. Mean. Yeah. I mean, we're putting, we're putting good, clean, whole, no, uh, lightly processed food, you know, in our system. And I totally agree with you. Like I love, I'm always the type of person who, you know, if I, I ate zone for a month, I did great on it, but I still was onto the next thing. I'm like, okay, well, if I can feel this good with this, let's go try this next thing and just yeah. constantly kind of uh, sampling. And I think that it can be seen as, you know, just flitting from one fad diet to the next when more so I look at it as like, hey, I'm just tr- out there trying to find what, you know, why would you not constantly be looking for what is going to make you feel your absolute best, even yeah. if you feel pretty good right now? Like, right. why would you not constantly be seeking that? Right. And and, I, and, and finding something that really works for you and uh, and then really sticking with it. Devote, devote yourself mm-hmm. to it. Like, that's why when um, I talked to my publishers about this book and, uh, you know, we were, they were saying, okay, so how long? What are we thinking? Like 30 days? I'm like, no, we've, everyone's done the, do this for 30 days. You know, I've done it. I've done, um, um, skinny rolls uh, and the whole whole 30. Oh, I was like your book. (laughs) Yeah. I've done every one of my books, Mm -hmm. but I've done like, you know, whole 30. I said, no, it's not about 30 days. And I said, you know what, 90, I'll say 90 days, which really scared them. And I was like, but it's not 90 days. It's going to be hopefully for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Because that it's line, not Devin. a fad. It's no. Not a, it's not a, there's nothing fad about this. No, everything that you write in here is to set people up for a template to keep going. And even at the end, you mention like, what's, what about after this 90 days? And I think people expect rigidity. People expect rigidity, and so they're afraid of what, you know, is this a lifelong thing? And so what I like about this, too, is, like, it's it's holistic. It talks about sleep. Yes. It talks about exercise. It talks about, you know, the, the time stress. in your life, stress tw- in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and, and then tons of recipes. And so there's, like, a setup to say, get into this routine and then move forward with that knowledge. And... Um, there's nothing rigid about it. And I think people expect right. that if they drop any type of routine from what's in the, you know, the diet they're following, that they're just going to go off the deep end. And we deal with that right. a lot with people who they are, yeah. are saying they're thinking like, well, I can't, I can't trust my, you know, like we talk a lot about like intuitive eating. It's like, well, for people when they hear intuitive eating, they're like, well, if I listen to my body and what I, I want, want 10 donuts, I want a cake. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think really. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, yeah, do you really want the cake or what? what's going on in your life exactly. right now? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that's making you want that cake. And that's why I, I used to always, I've always talked about these certain, like the, the main things in life that you should have in balance uh, to, to have a good quality of life. And it's like, you know, it's about diet more so than anything. It's about exercise after that, sleep, stress. What I have found I have changed um, one thing about that in the order in which I tell them. I think it's all about stress. Stress is mm-hmm. number one because if you stress, you will. When it comes to your stress, it's going to decide what you're going to eat that day. 
and it's going to decide if you're going to have time to work out and it's going to either help or hinder your sleep. So it's like you manage your stress, you'll be more likely to find time in that day to work out. You're going to um, be more inclined to pick, pick um, healthier food choices when you're out. You're going to be able to sleep better at night. So stress to me is the number one more so than anything now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I have been like the biggest stress case for the last six months and I um, just gave notice at my job today and I'm already like, ha ha, but I'm yeah, go work out. Like, your shoulders are dropped. Literally. You're feeling so much. Like if you had talked to me yesterday, I would have been like, hi, Bob. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree because you're right. It's like, if you are stressed out, everything else comes second. Right. I agree. That's uh, especially around diet because people tend to get the case of the fuckets when they're really stressed out. They're or like, they fuck it. Or I'm going to go drink. I'm going right. to reward myself. And they treat it as a reward. That's right. All that lovely stuff. I love that. I have never heard anybody explain it that way, yeah. but I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk about the workouts too and what your take is on just workouts in general. We also get a lot of females that reach out to us that are like, I need to work out eight times a day. And so mm-hmm. please dispel that myth and talk about what you had in mind when you're programming the workouts for your book. Yeah, I think that um, I definitely wanted to put workouts in this book because putting cars back on your plate, again, there's your fuel source. And I, and I want people to see just how much stronger they're going to feel in the gym when they balance out their um, their food. And so the workouts, I wanted to make sure that they were shorter time domains, but um, overall body conditioning, because that's what I like to do. And I also, because again, it goes back to my own recovery, it's like, don't ever underestimate what like that kind of low impact walking, the, the you know, what I was doing, like how good it made me feel. Um, Physically, yes, but mentally more so. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to like, you know, hit workouts from every different angle because I know that like for a lot of people that I've worked with, they need things to be new and exciting and it's got to be, it's got to be different. I'm like, you know what, does it really like, it's like, again, like with, with your diet, like people are like, does give it, me yeah. something new. Yeah. Like, give me something new. Like, Really? Because I don't know about you guys, but like I kind of eat the same thing, and I feel I find that fit people. Because I, I talk, I talk to people all the time about what they eat. I'm fascinated at all times, and more times than not, fit people are eating the same thing. Like you know, you go on to uh, Instagram and they're like food prepping, and like you're seeing practically the same food in all those containers and like we all get that yeah we all get it so it's like quit trying to like make everything so i don't need a party to be in my mouth every single day (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and it's like when it comes to my workout yeah i like i like just doing good strong basic functional crossfit style movements yeah. And that's what that's kind of what I did when it came to uh, comes to the workouts here. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. I think yeah. it's also interesting that like on in the one hand you hold trying to get back to functional movements and eating, you know, unprocessed foods and basically kind of approaching health and fitness as if the health and fitness industry didn't even exist. And on the other hand, you hold people who are saying, but I need a new recipe every single day and I need a new workout every single day and like hook me up to this machine that's going to, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds just by being on this like new improved it's stationary tough, yeah. bicycle. Yeah. yeah. I feel like after so much time, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times those people that um, want to work out eight times a, um, eight times a week or yeah. eight times a day, right. you know, those, uh, the crazy obsessive types. It's like, like I get it. I've been there and I know that like in the people that I've worked with a lot of times, uh, you got to really find out what that workout is either masking, um, or what it, um, what you're eating because a lot of those people are like, Oh, I'm like my eating disorder is going to be over here. So I got to make sure that I'm working out crazy to burn those calories. Right. So it's like, you know, everything's kind of off balance. Yeah. We talk a lot about the transactional relationship between food and exercise and how yeah. women, especially, I think men do it too, but especially with our audience, they are so much in the mindset, which I think we're moving to away from that. I ate this, therefore I need to go run. It's like right. knock oh. that shit off. That, and so that is yeah. uh, that's a cycle that you do you you want to break a, a, as much as you possibly can because right. that's like uh, can you that 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 would just make me crazy and I get it yeah but like I don't want to like I don't want to uh, I don't want to sign up for that that part that game and I think people don't understand that when you say it all starts with diet like that's what you mean is eating well is going to keep you in balance. Like eating poorly is not going to give you results and you can't what out workout. You can't outrun a bad diet. Right. You can't, you, you can't, I used to think a long time ago that I was able to beat everything out of what you ate the night before. And I'm like, I got it. Okay. You, you ate (laughs) that. Maybe that was just called our twenties. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, no, you got like we gotta we gotta reset the the, the brain when it comes to all this. Okay, so can I wrap up? Uh, we're winding down, and I want to respect your time, but I I love the last page <laughs> of your acknowledgments, and I just want to. <gasps> uh, it makes me so emotional. <laughs> I also feel like you should know that Joy has marked your book with these little sticky notes that have little dog paw prints on they them. Have like dog paw prints. <laughs> You really read the book, like the I fact did. that you saw the acknowledgement like, in the back, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I have that. Just like I have chills all over my body right uh, now. Like I that's just, so touching. Um, okay, so you you thank everyone, of course, that came to your rescue. And first of all, I think it's a miracle. I I love that you saw the Long Island Medium too. By the way, um, <laughs> I true I truly believe in like the spirit world. Um, I I believe you are like meant to come back to this world, and that the doctors were there that day. Un but unreal that there were doctors on site at the CrossFit gym. That's just unreal. Yep. But I love that you. This was this was just great. Um, of course, I have to thank my dog, Carl, who walked with me every day in the city when I didn't want to walk with anyone else. It was just the two of us out there on the streets. I love him so much. And I just love him, too. And dogs are the best. Um, and then you said, I want to thank Whitney Houston and everyone involved in making the bodyguard one night in the hospital. This is the best. This is the best. 
I was so shell-shocked and depressed about what happened to me. Anthony got the nurses to bring in a DVD player. We watched The Bodyguard while eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, the only thing I would eat. It was the best night ever. No matter how bad life gets, just put on that movie, and it will make everything right in the world. Um, And so at the end, you say to everyone I mentioned, I hope life treats you kind, and I hope you all have... (laughs) And I hope you have all you've dreamed of, and I wish you joy and happiness, but above all this... I wish you love. And I just wanted to sing it for a moment, but I have like a horrible voice. But it's just that to me was like that captures so much of like that is life right there. Like that is what it's all about. And amen to the importance of Whitney Houston. Uh, Amen to that. I mean that like I wanted I I wanted the acknowledgments to have that at the very end because that night in the hospital, I was a mess i was just a mess and <clears throat> anthony got those um like a mess how like were you just like everything overwhelming i, I don't know what i'm I doing was just, yeah I, I was in the fucking hospital yeah having a, like laying in laying in the bed with like um you know tubes all in me and i was just like uh, oh my god yeah. I, I didn't know Ugh. i didn't know what was happening yeah. i didn't know what i didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know what my life was going to be. I, I was like, I was just so afraid, and I was just, I was a wreck, and I wasn't in control of my body. And I was so weak, and it was, it was terrible. And and he got them to bring in um, a DVD player, and he brought in the bodyguard, and we sat there and ate because I didn't want to eat anything else, and we were just like eating that. And I was watching, I was just like, God. You know what? It's gonna be okay. It's, it's just, just gonna, be, gonna, it's gonna be okay. Just watching Whitney Houston sing in that movie, I was like, "It's gonna be okay." And it's like, and it's okay. All right, so I, I have two quick questions yeah. to, to close out. So the first one is for somebody who's in that position right now, who's in that mindset that you were in that night pre bodyguard of I, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in a position that there's. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know where I, you know, I, I look around me and I don't know, know where I am and I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of it. What would you say to that person? You've got to have a really, you've got to have a really long, hard conversation with yourself and put your self worth in front of everything else and realize I'm worth this struggle. I am worth, the battle that I'm going through right now, and I am going. I'm going to make sure that I have my own back right now. I'm going to do everything that I can to take care of myself. I'm very careful now of the people that I'm around, the the um, the energy that um that is around me because I just I value this life so much, and I want the that person that is like pre bodyguard. To, to realize that that they are worth the, the they are worth the fight and the struggle that they they will go through and when you get to the other side of it you're going to look back and go thank god i love myself enough to get there to get where i am because mm-hmm. that's what i had to do and then this is a, a this question is a little bit morbid but if if you had not been in the fortunate situation of you know having the doctors there having the aed if you know something had been awry that day and and it had not turned out your heart attack had gone the other direction what would you have wanted people to know about you what would you have wanted your legacy to be 
I guess I would just want them to know that um, with me, what you see is what you get. And I love, I, I, I loved every bit, bit of the career and every, every year that I've been able to do what I do because I've loved it. I've been in the, the health and fitness uh, arena for 25 years. It is, it, is, it is why I get up every single day. I can talk about nutrition and exercise every day. I'm passionate about it. And I would hope that people would remember that above anything else. And, that, and also that I was, you know, that I'm, uh, I'm a real fun person to, to be around and uh, have a, a glass of wine with, too. <laughs> I know you. I know you are. Um, can we expect a photography book next, by chance? I, I hope so. I've been like, from you. You know, I, I didn't. Um, I wasn't able to uh, take photos because I'm a photographer, and I, I love it. And I love taking photographs of people mm-hmm. and 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 having conversations with them. And I, I, I was just, I was so depressed. I didn't want to pick up my camera. And I was able to do that, like, um, I think about four months ago, and I was talking to um, a survivor, uh, someone who had just gone through a horrific event, and he and I, as he is in his wheelchair, spending the rest of his life in this wheelchair, um, I was like, I'd love it if I could could take your picture. And he, he let me photograph him, and it was just really powerful. And it just reminded me, like, what I reminded me of like doing things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what I tell everyone. It's like when you go through your day, always find whatever brings you joy, acknowledge it, do it and just let it seep in because that's what this life's all about. Mm-hmm. And you have really good friends. It seems like, it seems like you have a great tribe I and I think that helps a ton and you're amazing, cute dogs. I thought you were saying he's amazing and cute. I mean, that too. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you so much, Bob. From the bottom of my heart, you're the best and you're such an inspiration. And thank you for what you do for for everyone, for everyone in the fitness community, for everyone you've helped to this point um, and that you will continue to help through your journey. So I deeply, deeply just want to say I love you and thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much. And thank you for reading the book. Like You really read it and that like means a lot to me. So I really appreciate it. And, um, I'm glad that you quit your job. You gave notice. Yeah. I'm glad. Like, She's you, following you, her I mean, heart and her passion. Gonna, yeah. What's going to happen next? How mm-hmm. exciting is that? Yeah. I am very excited. The journey continues. The journey continues. So um, so this good episode will go I'll, out next Thursday. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll post about it. Thank, Thank you, you, Bob. Yeah, we'll send you all the deets. Yeah. yeah. Happy holidays. Okay, good. Big hugs to your dogs. They're so cute. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bob. Bye, ladies.